This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Siobhan Moran-McFarlane. It's Thursday the 8th of December. In your Squiz today, more US troops headed down under, the Aussie economy lags, Democrats win in Georgia, and our top internet searches. This is your Squiz today. It's a little over a year since Australia revealed a new security partnership with the US and the UK. You might remember it's called AUKUS. And now our defence leaders have announced plans with the US to have more of its military forces stationed in Australia. Siobhan, they say it's to do with helping to maintain a free and open Indo-Pacific region. Yeah, so Foreign Minister Penny Wong and Defence Minister Richard Miles met with US Defence Secretary Lloyd Austin and Secretary of State Antony Blinken for this year's Australia-US Ministerial Consultations, which is better known as OSMIN, and that happened in Washington, D.C. yesterday. They made that announcement shortly thereafter, and as you say, the US has committed to increasing its air, land and sea forces, including bomber aircraft and fighter jets in Australia, but there's no word yet on when that will happen or the exact number of troops to be deployed here. But Austin says once it's underway, the increased military cooperation will, and this is a quote, deepen our interoperability and create more agile and resilient capabilities. Yeah, and that's a fancy way of saying we'll be working closely with the US military to be faster and stronger in our region. And if you're wondering why all of this is happening, Austin's pointed to China. He says its growing presence in the region is the biggest threat to regional peace and stability. Yeah, he's really condemned China's dangerous and coercive actions, in his words, and is particularly referring to its aggression towards Taiwan. Now, reports say US sees Oz as potentially playing a key logistical role in defending Taiwan if China tries to reclaim it. And that's not beyond the realms of possibility. Because Chinese President Xi Jinping has previously said that reunification with Taiwan must be fulfilled. Now, as for Taiwan, it's responded to the US and Aussie meeting and says it will continue to work with like-minded countries to protect the Taiwan Strait and defend its democratic values. And as for what else they spoke about, everyone seems in agreement that we're lacking in our defence force capabilities at the moment. In fact, Miles says getting our nuclear-powered subs built is a key priority for Australia. In the meantime, there's talk we might be hoping to buy one of the US's new billion-dollar nuclear-capable bombers. They're called the B-21 Raiders. And as for China, there's been no response from them to all of this just yet, but it's likely they won't be very happy. Siobhan, the Aussie economy has seen a fourth consecutive quarter of growth following last year's COVID lockdowns. The data shows our gross domestic product, that's known as the GDP, which is a measurement of all activity across the economy, 
It grew by 0.6% between July and September and 5.9% in the 12 months leading up to September. Yes, but the latest figures from the Bureau of Stats missed economists' expectations and are slower than the 0.9% growth of the April to June quarter. Now, the results were driven by a 1.1% rise in household spending and a 1.4% drop in household savings. And that's because we continue to flash the cash. (laughs) And that's particularly on things like eating out, travel and buying new cars. Yeah, Treasurer Jim Chalmers says the data shows our economy is performing solidly. That's his words. And that's despite the challenges we're facing. But some economists have warned it's unlikely to last as cost of living pressures continue to bite. Democrat Raphael Warnock has been re-elected to the U.S. Senate in a runoff election in the U.S. state of Georgia, Siobhan. He's beaten Republican Herschel Walker, who you might remember was backed by former U.S. President Donald Trump. Yep, and it also marks an important victory for President Joe Biden because it gives his party an outright majority of 51 to 49 in the Senate. Biden was quick to congratulate Warnock and linked his success to a rejection of MAGAism, which you might recall was Trump's last election slogan, Make America Great Again. And leading Democratic Senator Chuck Schumer also called it a victory for democracy after a record number of people showed up to vote. And it's come at the same time as another loss for Trump, Siobhan. The Trump organisation has been found guilty of criminal tax fraud and falsifying business records. Neither Trump or his family were charged personally, but his company faces a fine of US $1.61 million and its ability to do business could also be impacted. United Nations boss Antonio Guterres has some pretty strong words for delegates at the COP15 climate conference in Montreal this week, Siobhan. He told them, this is his quote, humanity has become a weapon of mass extinction. Yeah, he's not holding back, is he, Alice? Mm. (laughs) And those comments follow a recent UN report which found over one million species are threatened with extinction and as much as 40% of Earth's land surfaces are considered degraded. So you can see why he's really serious. Now, almost every nation has representatives attending the summit where they're hoping to try and agree on a plan to restore nature by the end of this decade. So it's a really big meeting. Yeah, but like so many things, it won't be straightforward for them. Issues like how new targets will be paid for or how to prevent protections only existing on paper could be things that derail the talks. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit-for-member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy-to-understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. Siobhan, I'm sure I'm not the only one who loves a Google deep dive. The tech companies released its most searched terms for 2022 and topping the list in Australia was Wordle. It seems like a long time ago now. So in case you need a reminder, that was the online word game that had many of us hooked at the start of this year. (laughs) 
Yeah, and well done to those still playing. That is dedication. (laughs) And it's probably no surprise, but Aussie's love of sport gets a couple of mentions. Search terms like Australian Open and World Cup accounted for two of the top 10 spots. While news of cricket legend Shane Warne's death was number four on the list, that put him above other late greats, including Olivia Newton-John, who came in at number nine, and my personal favourite, no offence, Betty White at number 10. Queen Elizabeth didn't even crack the top 10. (laughs) And as for other news, it's probably also not a surprise to anyone on the East Coast. The terms floods, La Nina and when will the rain stop were searched more by Australia than any other country in the world. But Siobhan, one word we're all puzzled by in the office was a cooking-related word. Apparently, Aussies were most keen to learn how to cook tripe. Okay, Alice, that is a hard no from me. (laughs) But you never know, maybe we will have a tripe recipe in our Friday lights one day. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Just as long as I don't have to cook. (laughs) Siobhan, we've got a shout-out for the Squiz Kids team today and their media literacy podcast series. It's free for use in school classrooms and it's called News Hounds. Yeah, so Squiz Kids host Bryce has had a chat with Julie Inman Grant and she's Australia's e-safety commissioner. And they talked about keeping kids safe online and how News Hounds and the e-safety commission's Mighty Heroes campaign are working in tandem to make kids smarter and safer in an increasingly digital world. It's a really great interview for parents, teachers or frankly anyone who's concerned about kids' online safety. Yeah, it's a good one. I'll put a link to it in the episode notes. And just a reminder too that Squiz Shortcuts is out today. Claire and Kate delve into the COVID protests that have been happening in China in recent weeks. It's a really great one to get across how it's all unfolded. And you can find it in your podcast app right now. And I'll also pop a link to it in the episode notes. And that wraps us up for today. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.